Welcome to today's episode of Wild Wednesday's Questions and Answers. I am Danau and I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Today we're going to take a look at what the Bible has to say about divorce and remarriage. First of all, no matter what view one takes on the issue of divorce, it is important to remember Malachi 2 verse 16. I hate divorce, says the Lord God of Israel. According to the Bible, marriage is a lifetime commitment. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. Matthew 19 verse 6. God realizes, though, that since marriages involve two sinful human beings, divorces are going to occur. In the Old Testament, he laid down some laws in order to protect the rights of divorcees, especially women. Deuteronomy 24 verse 1 to 4. Jesus pointed out that these laws were given because of the hardness of people's hearts not because such laws were God's desire, Matthew 19, verse 8. The controversy over whether divorce and remarriage is allowed according to the Bible revolves primarily around Jesus' words in Matthew 5, verse 32 and Matthew 19, verse 9. The phrase, except for marital unfaithfulness, is the only thing in Scripture that possibly gives God's permission for divorce and remarriage. Many interpreters understand this exception clause as referring to marital unfaithfulness during the betrothal period. In Jewish custom, a man and a woman were considered married even while they were still engaged or betrothed. According to this view, immorality during this betrothal period would then be the only valid reason for a divorce. However, the Greek word translated marital unfaithfulness is a word which can mean any form of sexual immorality. It can mean fornication, prostitution, adultery, etc. Jesus is possibly saying that divorce is permissible if sexual immorality is committed. Sexual relations are an integral part of the marital bond. The two will become one flesh. Genesis 2 verse 24 Matthew 19 verse 5 and Ephesians 5 verse 31. Therefore, any breaking of that bond by sexual relations outside of marriage might be a permissible reason for divorce. If so, Jesus also has remarriage in mind in this passage. The phrase, and marries another, Matthew 19 verse 9, indicates that divorce and remarriage are allowed in an instant of the exception clause whatever it is interpreted to be. It is important to note that only the innocent party is allowed to remarry. Although not stated in the text, it would seem the allowance for remarriage after divorce is God's mercy for the one who was sinned against, not for the one who committed the sexual immorality. There may be instances where the guilty party is allowed to remarry, but they are not evident in this text. Some understand 1 Corinthians 7 verse 15 as another exception, allowing remarriage if an unbelieving spouse divorces a believer. However, the context does not mention remarriage but only says a believer is not bound to continue a marriage 
if an unbelieving spouse wants to leave. Others claim that abuse, spousal or child is a valid reason for divorce even though it is not listed as such in the Bible. While this may very well be the case, it is never wise to presume upon the word of God. Sometimes lost in the debate over the exception clause is the fact that whatever marital unfaithfulness means, it is an allowance for divorce, not a requirement for it. Even when adultery is committed, a couple can, through God's grace, learn to forgive and begin rebuilding their marriage. God has forgiven us of so much more. Surely we can follow his example and even forgive the sin of adultery. Ephesians 4 verse 32 However, in many instances, a spouse is unrepentant and continues in sexual immorality. That is where Matthew 19 verse 9 can possibly be applied. Many also look to quickly remarry after a divorce when God might desire them to remain single. God sometimes calls people to be single so that their attention is not divided. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 32 to 35. Remarriage after a divorce may be an option in some circumstances, but that does not mean it is the only option. The Bible makes it abundantly clear that God hates divorce. Malachi 2 verse 16. And that reconciliation and forgiveness should mark a believer's life. Luke 11 verse 4. Ephesians 4 verse 32. However, God recognizes that divorce will occur even among his children. A divorced and or remarried believer should not feel any less loved by God, even if the divorce and or remarriage is not covered under the possible exception clause of Matthew 19 verse 9. We're also going to take a look at why God hates divorce so much. When discussing what the Bible says about divorce, it is important to keep in mind the words of Malachi 2 verse 16. I hate divorce, says the Lord God. But this passage says much more than that. If we back up to verse 13, we read, You cover the Lord's altar with tears, with weeping and groaning, because he no longer regards the offering or accepts it with favor from your hand. But you say, why does he not? Because the Lord was witness between you and the wife of your youth, to whom you have been faithless, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Did he not make them one with a portion of the Spirit in their union? And what was the one God seeking? Godly offspring. So guard yourselves in your spirit and let none of you be faithless to the wife of your youth. We learn several things from this passage. First, God does not listen to the pleas for blessings from those who have broken the covenant of marriage. 1 Peter 3 verse 7 says, Husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. There is a direct correlation between the way a man treats his wife and the effectiveness of his prayers. God clearly explains his reason for esteeming marriage so highly. He says it was he who made them one. Malachi 2 verse 15. Marriage was God's idea. If he designed it, then he gets to define it. 
any deviation from his design is apparent to him. Marriage is not a contract, it is a covenant. Divorce destroys the whole concept of covenant that is so important to God. In the Bible, God often provides illustrations to teach spiritual realities. When Abraham offered his son Isaac on the altar, it was a picture of the day, hundreds of years later, that the Lord God would offer his only son. Genesis 22 verse 9 and Romans 8 verse 32. When God required blood sacrifices for the forgiveness of sin, he was painting a picture of the perfect sacrifice he himself would make on the cross. Hebrews 10 verse 10. Marriage is a picture of the covenant God has with his people. Hebrews 9 verse 15. A covenant is an unbreakable commitment. And God wants us to understand how serious it is. When we divorce someone with whom we made a covenant, it makes a mockery of the God-created concept of covenant relationship. The church, those individuals who have received Jesus as Lord and Savior, is presented in Scripture as the Bride of Christ, 2 Corinthians 11 verse 2 and Revelation 19 verse 7 to 9. We as his people are married to him through a covenant that he established. A similar illustration is used in Isaiah 54 verse 5 of God and Israel. When God instituted marriage in the Garden of Eden, he created it as a picture of the greatest unity human beings can know. Genesis 2 verse 24 He wanted us to understand the unity we can have with him through redemption. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17. When a husband or wife chooses to violate that covenant of marriage, it mars the picture of God's covenant with us. Malachi 2 verse 15 gives us another reason that God hates divorce. He says he is seeking godly offspring. God's design for the family was that one man and one woman commit themselves to each other for life and rear children to understand the concept of covenant as well. Children reared in a healthy two-parent home have a far greater likelihood of establishing successful marriages themselves. When Jesus was asked why the law permitted divorce, he responded that God had only allowed it because of the hardness of your hearts. But from the beginning it was not so. Matthew 19 verse 8 God never intended divorce to be part of human experience and it grieves him when we harden our hearts and break a covenant that he created. An alternate translation of Malachi 2 verse 16 would read something to the effect of if he hates and divorces his wife instead of I hate divorce. While this is a different statement that God himself is saying I hate divorce. It would not change the point of the passage that Divorce does violence to the wife the husband has sworn to protect. I hope you have a better understanding of why it is so important um, to God that you stay married or try to save your marriage because he has a covenant with us and he wants to protect that um, unity he created. Till we speak again next time. Shalom.